1: you can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a
0: retailer near you. Before we get started, I want to let you know that today's episode contains mentions of suicide. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about one of the most infamous female terrorists in history. Though she started her life as a well-known and respected journalist, she eventually and somewhat inexplicably left her cushy job and marriage to become a member of the far-left German terrorist group, the Red Army Faction, perhaps better known as the Bader meinhof Group. They were responsible for a slew of terrorist attacks in Germany during the early 1970s. Let's talk about Ulrike Meinhof. Ulrike was born on October 7, 1934, in Oldenburg, Germany, to art historian Dr. Werner Meinhof and teacher Dr. Ingeborg Meinhof. When she was just two years old, the family relocated to Jena, as Ulrike's father was named director of the city's art museum. In 1940, when Ulrike was just six, her father died of cancer. In order to make ends meet, her mother took in a boarder named Renate Rymek, a German historian and Christian peace activist. With the end of World War II in 1945, the city of Jena came under the control of the Soviet Union. As a result, Ulrike's family moved back to Oldenburg. Just two years later, Ulrike's mother also died of cancer, leaving Ulrike under the guardianship of their former boarder, Renate Rymack. Ulrike was a good student. She began her college career at the University of Marburg, where she studied sociology, philosophy, and German studies. She also became involved in various reform movements. In 1957, Ulrike transferred to the University of Münster, where she joined the Socialist German Studies Union and became significantly more involved in anti-nuclear, anti-rearmament, and pro-socialist protest movements. Ulrike also began writing articles for a number of student newspapers in Münster and found that she had a real knack for reporting and growing a devoted following. There's also evidence that over the course of her university journalism, Ulrike became increasingly radical. In 1959, Ulrike joined the banned Communist Party of Germany. In 1962, she was named editor of one of the most influential left-wing German magazines of the day. That same year, Ulrike met and married the magazine's publisher, Klaus Rohl. Shortly after, she gave birth to twin daughters. Also in 1962, Ulrike underwent surgery to remove a benign brain tumor. At the time, the surgery appeared to be a complete success. In the subsequent years, Ulrike and her writing became increasingly radical and militant, moving from calling for protests to calling for violent action. These changes had a dire impact on her marriage, which ended in 1968 after a year of separation. In the aftermath of a 1968 assassination attempt on a socialist activist, Ulrike wrote perhaps her most famous lines Protest is when I say this does not please me. Resistance is when I ensure what does not please me occurs no more. In early 1969, Ulrike stopped writing for the magazine where she was editor because she felt it had sold out and was no longer devoted to truly radical ideas. Perhaps it would be fairer to say that Ulrike's militancy put her increasingly at odds with the mainstream socialist left. Around that same time, Ulrike struck up a friendship with two young militant activists named Andreas Bader and Gudrun Enslin. At the time, they were on the run for setting arson attacks in protest of the Vietnam War. A year later, in April 1970, Bodder was arrested in France after trying to use a fake license during a traffic stop. His girlfriend, Enslin, quickly came up with a plan to break him out of prison. Using her credentials as a well-known journalist, Ulrike worked with Bodder's lawyers to fake a book deal that would require an in-person interview with Bodder himself. With nobody apparently the wiser, It was arranged for Ulrike to meet with Badr in the library of a local institute that was outside the prison walls. With Ulrike's help, three other compatriots were able to enter the institute with pistols and help Badr escape, though not before shooting an elderly librarian in the liver and leaving two others wounded. This event marked the end of Ulrike's life as a respected journalist and the start of her life on the run as a full-time terrorist. In the aftermath of this event, the various people involved became known to the public as the Bader meinhof Group, despite the fact that Ulrike wasn't actually one of their leaders. The group referred to itself as the Red Army Faction, or RAF. From 1970 to 1972, Ulrike took part in a wide variety of terrorist activities with the RAF, including bombings, arson, kidnappings, and shootings. She even attempted to kidnap her own children and send them to a training camp for Palestinian orphans. She was unsuccessful. Ulrike also continued to write prolifically, trying to convey RAF's ideology in a compelling manner. Her most famous work from her time on the run is the Manifesto, the concept of the urban guerrilla. Because these tracts were often the most visible component of the RAF, the public assumed that Ulrike held a major role in the group. In reality, her practical importance to the RAF is considered to have been overstated. On June 14, 1972, Ulrike and another RAF member were arrested.
1: Miss Meinhof was captured heavily armed and 40 pounds underweight in Hanover. The state prosecutor will charge her with being the spiritual and tactical leader of an anarchist group of some 50 cohorts known in the headlines as the Bader Meinhof Gang.
0: During her time behind bars, Ulrike became increasingly isolated from her co-defendants, who saw her as weak and unable to withstand the rigors of prison. On May 9, 1976, Ulrike was found hanged in her cell. The official verdict was suicide. She was 42 years old. In the week following her death, Ulrike's brain was removed for study, and evidence was found of brain damage likely caused during the removal of her brain tumor years earlier. Some doctors and historians have suggested that this damage explains the extreme behavioral changes that may have caused Ulrike to journey from being a prominent left-wing journalist to a revolutionary terrorist on the run. This week of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Madison Reed, Many mavericks and legends throughout history are remembered for the color of their locks. Have you been thinking about a hair transformation, but felt like that was impossible to do at home? I certainly have. Coloring my hair at home always seemed like an impossibility. How could I ensure quality and ease? Then I found Madison Reed. Madison Reed delivers salon-quality hair color to your door, starting at just $22. They make it easy, and the ingredients in the products are actually good for your hair. If, like me, you're not sure exactly what color to go with, check out their color quiz to help you figure out the right color and tone for you. I took the color quiz, ordered my products, and I can't wait to see how it turns out. My order is in the mail. Get yours with 10% off. Go to madison readcom and use my promo code Womanica, and you'll get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. My promo code again is Womanica, W-O-M-A-N-N-I-C-A. Visit madison-reed.com now and find your perfect shade. That's madison-reed.com. All May, we're talking about mavericks and legends. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica, And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. And thanks to all the Womaniacs out there. To become a Womaniac yourself, go to glow.fm slash Womanica. Your support is so appreciated. Talk to you on Monday.